The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist. That, uh, are we, are we... Are we actually back with 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage? Because that would be me, Steve Olivas. Trying to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm a little disoriented, dismayed, and uh, disturbed to be talking to you again. But I can't believe it's been like two months, James. Are, are you are you okay? It, you know, when we're short on time, this podcast gets the cut, which is unfortunate because it's by far our most listened to podcast. I think <laughs> it really is. it's the most listened to of my two and of your 25. And yet when we're short on time, we're like, hey, 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 let's cut the most popular thing we do. <laughs> I can't explain it. It doesn't seem like a good marketing move. No, it doesn't. It but way. what is a good marketing move is finally getting back to some listener questions. And we've got a great oh. one this week. Here yeah, it yeah. is. I am currently working in a company that's family-oriented, and we all treat each other super well and care for each other. I am currently at the final stage of getting an opportunity elsewhere. Expected salary increase by 50% at the new place. That's because my current place is paying us way below market value, and there were five A's in that way. My question to you two is, how do I resign from my current company without feeling guilty? How do I bring it up to my manager about my resignation? How should I tell my colleagues about my new opportunity without sounding like I'm rubbing it in their face? Yes, I still want to be friends with some of my colleagues. Thanks a million. All right. Now, Steve, you have never worked for anybody anywhere at any time, so I cannot wait to hear your advice on this topic. I do do this podcast with you, which feels like a soulless trudge toward <laughs> death every time we get together. So I do understand having the light taken out of your life. But uh, you know the thing, James? I think the unfortunate reality of what the social media algorithms has created is there's a whole lot of hate being ricocheted around and around and back and forth. There's a lot of schadenfreude where people feel good at uh, when like their their mortal enemies get uh, bad news or something bad happens to them. Like uh, I've never understood that aspect of life, like wanting someone else to suffer or to lose I understand wanting to win, but I said all of that to say this, that uh, she set this up by talking about how wonderful of an environment and how wonderful of a community, and I think she used the word family, uh, family-oriented, but uh, that she gets treated well by everyone. And so I would bet that part of what will assuage her guilt, and I know you don't have to look that up, James, because you were an English major, <laughs> which has really served you well, by the yes. way. But uh, that her co-workers, her boss, they will be gracious when they hear that she has an opportunity to do, a, boy, a 50% salary increase. I don't care who you are or where you come from. That's pretty kick-ass. Like, that's cool. And I'm hoping, and probably betting on, that when she does break the news, the people around her at her company or at her office will take steps to um, to not make her feel guilty, to make her feel like, 
of course, everyone would take this opportunity, and she'd be foolish not to. So I don't think they'll hold it against her, or they'll feel like she left them behind, or that she stepped on them to get further in her career. My guess is they'll pat her on the back and be like, good on ya. I realize, James, that you don't think that way, and so what I'm saying, you understand the words, but you've never heard them in a sentence assembled quite that way before, but what do you think? I think she's got a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome going on here. She, oh, my God. I, I would Just hear me out. Hear me out. All In right. the workforce today, you got to look out for yourself because your coworkers aren't looking out for you. Your boss isn't looking out for you. And the customers certainly are not looking out for you. So usually when a company says it's like a family here, what they mean is they're going to make you work for basically free. I pay my kids a quarter to fetch me things. Okay, that is not the going market rate for the service. It's what you get because you are family. She is getting uh-huh. way below market rate, but still working there and still still feeling guilty about the very idea of leaving because it's like a family and they like each other so much. But that stuff, that is cheap. It's kind of like why all these internet startups, you know, they, they put in foosball tables and ping pong tables and soda yeah. machines for free. And you think you're getting this great deal, but it like that, that ping pong da- table was 400 bucks. And that's way, way cheaper than giving you a $2,000 raise to get you back up to market rate or giving you more stock options, doing any of the other things you actually need to pay your grocery, you know, your grocery bill and the plan for retirement and all that other stuff. So she took this job making 50% below marketing rate. And I'm sure that at the interview, they told her it's like a family here. And so she went in there thinking it's going to be like a family. And now that she's in that family and making too little money, suddenly she's got a chance to make the money and she feels guilty about leaving her family. But I got to tell you this, they're not her family. They're her coworkers and she's only there because they're paying her. And if they stop paying her, she'd leave. Not only that, they could fire her tomorrow for any reason in most places. So it's really not a family. So how you, how do you resign without feeling guilty? You look at your own attitude and you say, this isn't my family. This is a job. I do it for money to pay my bills. Then you email in your two-week resignation. And sometimes, in some places, I wouldn't even give that. There, there are a lot of places now with very bad behavior when, when you put in your two weeks, they just cut you immediately. Uh, which just yeah, encourages you true. to not give two weeks. You just start at someplace else on Monday and say, hey, I'm not coming in. You know, you get, you get the kind of behavior you ask for. But if they've been good for you, to you, you put in your 50% or you put in your, uh, you put in your two <clears> weeks <throat> notice. And when your coworkers ask you why on earth would you leave your family, you say, hey, I loved working here. But the new place is a big pay raise. And if they ask you how much of a pay raise, here's something wild, you tell them. Because being secretive about your salary doesn't help you. It doesn't help your coworkers. It only helps your bosses who want to pay you as little as possible or to create create pay disparity between you, know, you and the other person doing the exact same job as you. So if they ask you, you tell them. That's what I did when I left the newspaper. Cause I, uh, you know, you go into journalism, everybody thinks you want to save the world. I abandoned it really quick because I do not care what happens to the world. I just wanted to write jokes. And suddenly, <laughs> my very confused co-workers asked me why I would be leaving journalism to do my new job, which had absolutely <clears throat> nothing to do with writing or reporting. And then I told them how much money I would be making, and they understood. And I got to say that uh, this many years later, that was uh, 2008, it's now 2023, and not a single person I worked with there is still in journalism. Not a single one. It was not like a family, Steve. It was not like a family at all. But it did pay like a family. And I felt zero guilt when I left. 
Well. And, and frankly, you told them, someday I will meet Dr. Steve and my life will turn around. And uh, look at you now. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you were talking about uh, doing this podcast. I mean, this podcast pays the lowest salary of all. And we are, we are very much like a family and then we fight constantly. But deep down, <laughs> we also hate each other. So you thought I was going to say deep down there was affection, but I don't think so. You, you dig under the surface Man. level of hate, and there's just a deeper level of animosity there. It just keeps going. Yeah, probably a little latent jealousy on both of our parts, too, but uh, for completely misguided reasons, Man, I'm sure. Imagine being jealous of either of us. What horrible, horrible <laughs> things would have to go wrong in your life? Well, but so I think in a broad sense, what we're jabbing at each other with does speak to value and money isn't the only factor that affects your assessment of value. If it was, we would have stopped this podcast 10 minutes after we posted the first one <laughs> and realized, oh, we're not going to get the required number of listens to jump onto podcast one and to get a little bit of money, little ad revenue generating. So what is the value for you? It's to get to talk to me. And for me, it's to get to hear myself talk. So that <laughs> somehow balances everything out. There is a quality life component to it, certainly. You know, how much work are they making you do for the money? If you are getting paid a reasonable salary, but you have to work 80 hours a week and you go to the new place and you're working 40 hours a week for the same money and now you can work from home, well, obviously, that's a that's a huge increase. So actually, I am a... I am a huge, huge proponent of valuing time over money, which makes it a mystery as to why I do this podcast. But I do think that uh, there are other <laughs> factors to consider. Uh, but in this case, the money is so much better that I think clearly you're making yeah. the right call. You have nothing to feel guilty about. Be polite to your bosses and coworkers. Let them know where you're going. And if they ask why, say, hey, it's not you. It's the money. It's this huge, huge pile of money. And that is our full 10 minutes for this week, Steve. We made it. We actually recorded an episode. So I'm... Wow. Yeah. I, something's got to go wrong technically, but we'll, we'll figure that out this in This is true. We got it. We got still a, a minute or so to mess that part up. But if you have a question you'd like us to answer in 10 minutes or less, send that in to James Breakwell at ExplodingUnicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be a coworker question, platonic friends, parent dog, whatever you got. Send it in. This has been another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life. You'll never get back. 